Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. We are in 1 Chronicles chapter 3. This morning we were in 2 Chronicles chapter number 3. I guarantee you that in this year I've preached more out of the book of Chronicles than I have in the entirety of my life. Sincerely. I don't know if it's the spirit of enlightenment or what revelation for the spirit here of the book of Chronicles. But I want to go to 1 Chronicles chapter number 3. 1 Chronicles chapter number 3. This sermon in reality, the, the seedbed thought of this is over a year, over a year ago implemented into my life one of those times I was reading one of the another version of a Bible and I was reading in Chronicles and so there was a different light that was cast upon it from reading it from a different place I guarantee you if I just constantly had just read the King James I would just not just had come across this by, by no means <clears throat> but I want to read it and it's going to be a group of names travel here me, with me as I loosen up my tongue as a matter of fact, I have my app that says it if I need to go that route. Uh, but uh, we'll get through here a group of names as it would appear. First Chronicles 3, verse number 17. And the sons of Jeconiah of, Ashir, of Asher, Salathiel his son, and Malchiram also, and Padiah and Shinazer, and Jechemiah and Hashama and Nedabiah and the sons of Pedaiah were Zerubbabel and Shimei and the sons of Zerubbabel Meshulam and Hananiah and Shilomith their sister and Hashabah and Ohil and Berechiah and Hasadiah and is everybody doing alright? <laughs> and Hashab his head five didn't you? That was powerful. That was powerful. But what I want you to note, and we'll look at this a little bit. The sons of Jeconiah, one of those was Pedadiah in verse 18. And then the sons of Pedadiah were Zerubbabel. I want to, you probably wonder how in the world is he getting this title out of these four verses? Just track with this is my title tonight. Tomorrow can be a different today. Tomorrow can be a different today. All right. I'm, I don't know if I'm going fast, slow. I don't know if I'm a neutral driver. I don't know. <clears throat> but I feel like just this l a little thought here today that I want to plant into our hearts before we leave here to start our next week. Tomorrow, look at your neighbor and tell them that. Tomorrow can be a different today. Hallelujah. Let's pray one more time. I feel the Holy Ghost. God, I need you tonight, Lord. I know there's tiredness of minds and tiredness of bodies, but God, your spirit is real. It's still powerful and effective, God, for those that have gathered together on this Sunday night. 
pray, Lord, you're able to help me, Jesus, here this evening. God, to convey something, I pray, that can be of some benefit, God, that's setting, Lord, in this place. Lord, encourage, Lord, uplift, God. I pray, oh, Lord, set, God, feet in the path of enlightenment, God, that someone's tomorrow can be a different today. I pray, oh, Lord, to Jesus today, God, I'll give you the praise and the honor for it. God, I'm unable to do it, but, God, you're able, Lord Jesus, and I lean upon you tonight in the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen. And the church say amen. And you may be seated here this evening. This weekend's almost taking me back to the evangelism days. Doing a Friday and a Sunday morning and a Sunday night. The only difference there is I haven't repeated any sermons from any other service. <clears throat> there were those times evangelizing. There's sermons that I preached 150 times. I guarantee you. Because it seemed like at that time that was just something that was for the church overall. But that hasn't been this weekend. We are wet ink and fresh bread every time. Amen. Tomorrow can be a different today. I got to set the stage for us this evening for our understanding of what I'm about ready to convey to you tonight. Many scholars of the ancient text of the Hebrew language, Brother Mason, believe that the sons of Jeconiah, the first mentioned Asire, isn't so much that person or that word Asire isn't so much an offspring or a son of Jeconiah as much as it is a common noun modifying Jeconiah as being a captive or a prisoner of Babylon. The arguments are really pretty heavy on both sides as I have studied. Some support the idea that that name or that word, a sire, is the name of a son. But equally on the other side of the argument are others that maintain that it is the description of when Jeconiah was in captivity. We know according to other scriptures that are related in the Bible that Jeconiah was indeed carried into captivity and that he was a long prisoner in Babylon. The Bible states in 2 Kings 24 and verse 15, and you got to understand, names and genealogy sometimes get a, a little mutation over time. It may look one way in one genealogy, another way in another genealogy. And the Bible says he carried away Jehoiachin, which happens also to be called Jeconiah or Coniah. So they're all the same people. If you'd see any three of those names, it's referring to the same person. They were carried away to Babylon, and the king's mother and the king's wives and his officers and the mighty of the land, those carried he into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. I read today 28 different translations of these scriptures that, of my main text tonight. And I noted that in 18 of those, the translators denoted as sire as a common noun, just modifying Jeconiah rather than describing him as a son or that word as a son of Jeconiah. So about 65% of them speak of Jeconiah during his captivity or as Jeconiah, as a prisoner of Babylon. One translation I read a little over a year ago stated this scripture, as the sons of Jeconiah 
born while he was in ca- a captive in Babylon. And then we'll go on by starting with Salathiel. My object here tonight is by no ways to try to settle the issue of all the scholars on the left hand and the scholars that are on the right hand. But my objective tonight is to follow the path of this verse with a sire describing Jeconiah when he was in captivity. Because when you understand it through that venue and through that lens, there's something very simplistic, yet something very powerful that I believe that is relayed in Scripture. And that is this, that Jeconiah kept producing, though he was in captivity. Jeconiah kept having children, although he was in captivity. If I could restate it tonight like this, he did not allow his present captivity to impact his future. Can someone say amen? Jeconiah chose rather to follow the advice of the prophet Jeremiah that told them that they would be carried away into captivity, that told them that they would be a prisoner to a foreign power. And this was the advice of Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29 and 4. Listen to these words as they might have fallen upon the ears of a Jeconiah that was being carried away. He said thus, saith the Lord of hosts, Jeremiah said this, the God of Israel and to all that are carried away captives whom I've caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Here is his admonition. He said, build ye houses and dwell in them. He said, plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. He said, take your wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminished. Do you know the word of Jeremiah from the Lord for the captives, for the Jeconiahs that were being carried away. He was telling them. He was telling the captives, I know you're going to a land of captivity, but don't stop living. I know you're going to a land of captivity, but don't shrivel up and die. Don't diminish just because you've been demoted. Amen. From Jerusalem to Babylon. Don't forget, Jeconiah, that there is a future beyond your present captivity that there is life living on the opposite side of all of this just because it's binding you right now and just because it's squelching your today it's no indication that you have to forfeit your tomorrow to it as well Uh, Jabez's mother also found in the book of Chronicles Jabez's mother had succumbed to naming her future amen her promise her child after her current circumstances the Bible says in 1 Chronicles 4 and 9 speaking of Jabez and his mama and Jabez the Bible says was more honorable look what the scripture says Jabez was more honorable than his brethren but his mother called Called his name Jabez, which means sorrow, which means trouble, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. The Bible says he was more honorable than his brethren. And she called him trouble. And she called him sorrow because of where the circumstances of life 
presently were for her. She was in sorrow. She was in trouble. She was in distress. And she allowed her present condition to spill over into the future of her child and her family by calling that sorrow, by calling that trouble. Folks, just because Jabez was born in trouble didn't mean he would be trouble. He was more honorable than all his brethren, but she couldn't see it because what she was presently experiencing was heartache, trouble, and distress, and she needed to realize that her tomorrow could be a different today. Similarly, in the book of Genesis, there's Rachel who calls on her way, on her way to Ephrath, the Bible says, she is with child. Labor pains have come upon her body. She is going to give birth. She is, her soul is departing while she's giving birth to this boy. This is the only second son that she has bore. She had had a life and a history of barrenness. And she's given, she's given birth to her second boy. And her soul is departing. And the Bible says that she calls that son Benoani, the son of her sorrow. Because her soul was departing. The Bible says it like this in Genesis 35 and verse 18. And it came to pass as her that is Rachel's soul was in departing for in parentheses it says she died that she called his name Benoni but his father called him Benjamin Jacob had to come to the forefront he's like Rachel I know you just can't be thinking quite right right now because your soul is departing this seems sorrowful and you're about ready to call the future of our family amen something a son of sorrow I know there's a little bit of air, amen, in what's being spoken right now. We're going to call him Benjamin, the son of the right hand, the son of power. Hallelujah. Jacob was basically saying, I can't permit what is happening in this moment to become the legacy of our family. I can't permit what's happening in this time, amen, to go on into future generations because I believe our tomorrow can be a different today. See, there is a list of names of Jeconiah's descendants that were born while he was a, in a strange land, Babylon. While he was in the confused land of Babylon. Jeconiah, the Bible says, had Pedadiah, and Pedadiah would have a man, a child by the name of Zerubbabel, which became a notable individual later in biblical history all because a man refused to allow his captivity to dictate and determine his future Zerubbabel, whether hey man where whatever may have been his blood relationship to Jeconiah he was his legal successor of the third and the fourth generation Zerubbabel the Bible describes him and his name his attributes Zerubbabel was the seed of Babylon he was begotten and sown in Babylon and in captivity he is the literal 
offspring of captivity as his life would develop in that surroundings as his life would develop in that environment he would become known even as the prince of captivity but when Cyrus came to the forefront being instructed of the Lord and made a decree for the people the Jews that were in captivity he says I'm opening it up because God told me to that if you want to return to Jerusalem return to Jerusalem if you want to rebuild your cities rebuild your cities if you want to rebuild the house of God get to rebuild the house of God this same man by the name of Zerubbabel that had been known sown begotten in Babylon the land of captivity arose as the first leader for the first band of people to go back to Jerusalem taking over 42,000 people with him a large number back to Jerusalem at the close of a 70 year captivity what are you saying it didn't last forever someone say amen it didn't last forever and when we see Zerubbabel get back to Jerusalem we start looking at his activity his first order of business is I'm going to rebuild the altar on its old site where the altar used to be I'm going to restore daily sacrifice around here it's not been here for 70 years but now that I'm here it's going to start back up again I'm going to lay the foundation of the temple all over again on the ruins of where the the temple used to be. Can someone say amen? That could happen because Jeconiah saw that his tomorrow could be a different today. So everyone say amen. Just, just, I don't have a timer up here. Mine's not working. My clock's ticking on the inside. I'm starting to feel a little bit better as I get into this. Listen to me just here for a moment. Listen to me now. The second year of Zerubbabel's return, the foundation of the temple was laid with all the pomp which they could command at that time. The priests came in their vestments with trumpets. The sons of Asaph came with their cymbals in their hands. Listen, singing the very same psalm of praise for God's unfailing mercy to Israel, which was sung whenever Solomon's temple had been dedicated. And while the people responded with a great shout of joy because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid, how strange must have it been the emotions of Zerubbabel at this particular moment as he stood upon Mount Zion and beheld from its summit the desolations of Jerusalem, the site of the temple seemingly blank David's palace a heap of ashes over on this side his father's sepulchers defiled and overlaid in rubbish on that side the silence of desertion the emptiness hanging oppressively over the streets the waste places of that once joyous fist of that once joyous city but then Zerubbabel remembered how his great ancestor David had brought up the ark amen in triumph to the very spot where he was then now standing how Solomon had reigned there in all his magnificence and power how these petty kings and potentates of neighboring nations had been serving him and supporting him how his heart must went through the ebb and the flow the highs and the lows of emotion swelling with pride and then throbbing with anguish
anguish, sinking into humility as he thinks about everybody. Someone say amen. But in the midst of these mighty memories, he was the officer now of a foreign heathen tyrant. He was the head of a feeble remnant of half-emanciated slaves. He was the captain of a band hardly able to hold up their heads in the presence of their hostile and jealous neighbors. And yet there Zerubbabel was the son of David, the heir of a great mysterious promise, returned by a wonderful providence to the home of his ancestors. Someone say amen. And now, someone say now someone say today at his bidding daily sacrifices have been restored after a long pause of half a century now the foundations of the temple are actually being laid amid the songs of the Levites the singing according to David's ordinance there are shouts of the tribe of Judah that's taken place in the city it was a heart stirring situation and despite the discouragements attending it we cannot doubt that Zerubbabel faith and hope were kindled by it into a fresh life knowing that none of this would be happening had not his ancestor Jeconiah kept producing in his captivity see because what happened for in the seed of Jeconiah during captivity was the reaper, the repairer rather, of the altar in Zerubbabel. Within the seed of that incarcerated man in Babylon was the restorer of daily sacrifice in Zerubbabel. That man that was incarcerated could have threw up his hands and said there's no use because he said I'm going to endeavor to produce while I'm here. He gave birth to a future of a reestablisher of the foundations of the house of the almighty God. All of this was possible because a man decided today didn't have to determine his tomorrow. He knew tomorrow could be a different today. He didn't have to bind his family's future. He remembered that even deliverers such as Moses had been born in captivity. And safeguarded for what their future could hold, might hold. The influence of the offspring of Jeconiah was so great that historians, designate the second temple that he was instrumental in helping build as Zerubbabel's temple. In other words, he that had been known as the prince of Babylon had become the preserver of the temple and all things that pertain to it, altar activity, sacrifice, and worship. <laughs> Someone say Amen. I won't hold you much longer, but just a little. The Bible, Bible says in Haggai 2 and verse 23, he says, In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, the offspring of a captive, God says, I'm not taking the one that was born in Jerusalem. I'm going to take the product of a captain. He said, in that day, he said, I'll take thee, O Zerubbabel, 
my servant the son of Shilatil, saith the Lord. And I will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. You know what the Lord was saying to that son of a captive? <laughs> you know what he was saying to this, this individual that he got in the spirit that tomorrow can be a different today? He says, the Lord wants to make you Zerubbabel as a signet ring. I've chose you. In other words, that old signet ring that a king would wear on his finger that demonstrated and signified his power and his authority that he would press down into had some emblem of his kingdom upon it that he would press down into soft clay or soft wax at times upon documents and sealing them amen proclaiming his authority and proclaiming his power he would use that ring to leave an impression He's saying, Zerubbabel, son of a captive. He said, you're going to be the one that I'm going to use to leave an impression. And you were born from captivity. He says, I'm going to use you to leave an impression. And you were born in captivity. You're going to be a God. If God could say anything to Zerubbabel, he was telling Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, you're going to be my personal signature. You're going to be my personal signature. I had no captivity. Amen is your heritage. And that's what Jeconiah had. But he's seen something. He's seen that the, the tomorrow could be a different today. You're going to be my personal signature. You, you, you're the seed of Babylon. You've been born in confusion. But you've come to this moment for such a time of rebuilding everything that your forefather loved. Of rebuilding everything that your forefather adored. He says, if I can tell you something, Zerubbabel, son of a captive, I'm going to tell you this you are the guarantee that I'm going to keep my promise that's what happened with that signet ring it was indicating the guarantees of the promise of who it belonged to he said the son of the captive is going to be a guarantee that he's going to keep my promise what Jeconiah what was taken away from Jeconiah amen it's going to be established again in you because you he Jeconiah dared to be fruitful during some unsure times and uncertain times he produced when producing wasn't easy he produced when producing wasn't popular but it's paid off for his descendants it's paid off for his family it's paid off for the legacy of Jerusalem he's given a guarantee back to this people (laughs) you stand that's serious so what are you saying tomorrow can be a different today what are you saying I'm I'm saying this may I can I encourage you to produce even in your moments of captivity can I persuade you To be fruitful when your environment and your surroundings don't lend themselves for doing it. Can I tell you, don't allow your today to be the path of your tomorrow. Don't let your captivity, your bondage, your situations just to be the trajectory then of your life from here forward. But let your tomorrow be a different today you might sow some things in your mess 
that could develop into a signet ring of God. You might sow some things in your heartache that may come forward endowed with power and authority as a messenger for generations to come. We got to leave this place tonight and this week and the things that we experience felt the people we rub shoulders with and even if you will be a messenger to them in their lives letting them know that tomorrow can be a different today the simplistic and yet the powerful message that we hang our hat on as we leave tonight is this Jeconiah is in captivity but he realized I can't stop producing because of where I'm at I can't stop producing because of where I'm at. Because there's a future that's hinging on what's coming from the womb. There's a future. I don't know how the story, Brother Zach McGee, would have all played out. If Jeconiah just took inventory and said, you know what? It's battering. I'd much rather be in Jerusalem. You know what? I'm not going to have any kids. I'm not going to bear any kids here in captivity kind of life would that would be for the little ones here's a real boy you know he grew up to be known as the prince of captivity what kind of life would that be for these little ones no 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 no. you're missing it Jeconiah I don't know who would have been the first one back to Jerusalem I don't know who would establish the altar again I don't know who would establish the sacrifice again I don't know who would have endeavored to lay the foundation again but I do know this it did happen because someone said I cannot become complacent and indifferent because my surroundings ain't optimum, optimum to me right now. I'm going to produce. Because I believe it's not always going to be as it is today. There's going to be a tomorrow that can be different, a different today. Zerubbabel, you're going to be the preserver. Zerubbabel, you're going to be the signet ring of the Lord. You're going to be his personal signature. You're going to be the impression that he leaves. You're a son born from captivity. So inventory your life today, wherever it may be, however you may gauge it. But take the words of the prophet Jeremiah. Go on and build some houses and live in them. Plant some gardens and eat from them. And bear something in your dilemma. Bear something in your dilemma. J.H. Osborne years, Brother J.H. Osborne years ago, he talked about this. They were the children of Israel was in a, when they were in their bondage. It was 400, 430 years of in their bondage. If you'll remember the night before they left Egypt, remember? They were asking for like some good spoils and some of the gold and the silver of the Egyptians. You remember that? They went away with some of the things that belonged to Egypt. Matter of fact, the Bible says they spoiled them, and what they took from Egypt, they placed on their children. And the moral of the story is this. You don't need to leave your bondage without having your hands on something. And whatever you do take from there, just remember, it's always going to be placed on your kids for the future. Your tomorrow can be a different today. Can we raise our hands and stretch it all across this place? Somebody needs to leave here tonight with that type of tenacity and believe that my tomorrow can be a different today. I'm in bondage right now. My feet are on the sandy, on the sandy floor of a Babylon confused state, strange land. It's totally foreign to me. But I'm going to produce something right here. 
because what I produce, its future is going to be different than my present right now. These altars are open. I know we're all tired and, and we're all just wore out. But could someone just put forth a little effort in the close of this service with a heart that says, God, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be fruitful where I'm at right now. I'm going to be fruitful, fruitful right now where I'm presently at because tomorrow can be a different today. Tomorrow can be a different today. Oh God, I'm going to lean upon you. I'm going to produce. I'm going to be fruitful. I know it doesn't seem to be easy and it's not necessarily the greatest of conditions but I'm going to do it Lord because I could be given in my seed could be the repair of an altar in the future amen in my seed could be if you will the restoration of sacrifice in the future in my seed could be the foundation of another church the foundation of another temple in the future can we sing and worship and pray Talk to God right now about our tomorrow in the midst of our present day. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.